Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, May the 3rd, 2022, and uh, we are back live on all three today, Facebook, Instagram, and on the podcast. Um, and so I guess the podcast isn't live, technically. That's that's false. Uh, but we had a little snafu with uh, Facebook yesterday, but we're good now. We're good now. Um I I think it was just me that I, I need to restart my computer because as soon as I restarted it, it was fine. Um, but it um it wasn't it wasn't cooperating yesterday. But today we're good. Today we're good. Hope you guys are having a good uh Tuesday. I hope you had a good uh Monday. And you know, Mondays are Monday. You never know. <laughs> but glad you guys are on. Today we uh we're in the third week of Easter. And um by the way, the theme for this week, which I didn't mention yesterday, the theme for the third week of Easter is the risen Lord appears to his disciples. That's the overarching theme for this uh, third week of Easter in the devotion, in the uh, the uh, Advent or the uh, the lectionary readings that we're uh, doing. Um, so the Lord, the risen Lord appears to his disciples, and the the theme verse for the week is Acts chapter ten, verses forty and forty one. God raised him on the third day and made him manifest, not, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. So it's a really a focus on Jesus appearing specifically to his closest disciples uh, after Easter. That's what this kind of week focuses on. Interesting. All right, well, today we are going to be reading uh, from Daniel chapter 4, uh, 1 John chapter 4, and Luke 4. Well, that's easy. Daniel 4, 1 John 4, Luke 4. Yeah. You know what we do? We just, we read, we don't, we, there's no preconceived ideas or notions, you know, there's no no plan, no bias, uh, you know, there's nothing like we're you know, going to launch into um, beforehand. We just read the Word of God and see kind of what... Um, what uh, what the, how the Lord leads and how He speaks to us? It's always, it's always interesting. <laughs> is it ever right? I mean, is it ever? So, but you know what we do. Say it, let's say it together, everybody together. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Very good, very good. All right, let's read Daniel's chapter four. Love you guys. Thanks for being on today. I uh, hope you guys are ready to hear what God has to say to us. So to remember the context of uh, Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. Uh, Daniel interpreted the dream. There was some good news and bad news about his kingdom. Uh, the dream was interpreted as a reference to his kingdom, but that the kingdom would be destroyed, and Nebuchadnezzar himself would be uh, wandering like a wild animal in the field. So verse 28 is where we pick it up in Daniel chapter 4. Welcome, everybody. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Um, or if you're on the podcast, good day, whatever time you're listening to it. Verse 28, Daniel chapter 4, all this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, as the king was walking 
on the roof of his royal palace, he said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? Well, there's a whole bunch wrong with what was going on right there. <laughs> oh, man, this is like, you know, the um, pride comes before the fall. And so here, here um, Nebuchadnezzar, 12 months later, probably already for, starting to forget about the dream that he had and the interpretation that Daniel gave him. He's walking on the roof, and he's taking in all that he's created, right? Is this not the great Babylon? I've created this great empire, man. I've built this royal house that I'm dwelling in by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty, man. How many of you know that's it's going to end bad? That's a good reminder for us, though, you know. Um, you know, sometimes we, we, we puff our chests out a little bit. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look what I've got. Mm, that's dangerous, man. That's dangerous. We uh we have to always remember that uh every good and perfect gift comes from where from me nope comes down from heaven from the, from the Father of heavenly lights comes down from Jesus comes down from the Lord the things that you have today that you're enjoying remember guys it's good it's a good reminder for us right here right off the right out of the jump first two verses that we've read it's a good reminder everything we have is a gift from God. Everything. And then none of it is for our glory or majesty, right? It's for God. We are stewards. Everything we have, we're just stewards. Verse 31. After a sip of coffee. Verse 31. Even as the words were on his lips, a voice from heaven came a voice from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. Whoa. Whoa. You're already, so now your authority is about to be stripped. Verse 32, you will be driven away from people and you will live with the wild animals. You will live with the wild animals. That's like, what, fifth grade? Oh. <laughs> uh, Teachers, you know, maybe some teachers on there. Yeah, what's the wild animal? Fifth grade, probably fifth grade, probably the wild animals. <laughs> uh, or the freshmen. That's some wild animals. <laughs> no, that ain't what he's talking about. He's talking about literal wild animals here. You will live with wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High mm, is sovereign over the kingdoms of the earth and gives. Power to whom he wishes. Wow. So Nebuchadnezzar about to go through a humbling, right? A serious humbling. And he's going to be in that humble state until he acknowledges that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of the earth and that he, the sovereign Lord, gives power to anyone he wishes. Another good reminder. Verse 33, immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from the people and ate grass like the ox. Some people believe that uh, Nebuchadnezzar had, had some uh, mental illness um, that he had literally kind of 
kind of gone crazy, kind of gone insane. But we see that there's there kind of a, a purpose behind it. It was like God was trying to get his attention. And he was running. His body was drenched with dew from of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails grew like the claws of a bird. Man, he's he's letting himself go. What a what a what an incredible fall, right? From the palace and the royal residence and king of Babylon um, to literally with the wild animals, hair unkempt, fingernails growing out. Man, you ever seen those things like Guinness Book of World Records, them long fingernails? I'm sorry. That's gross, y'all. Man, they should call that the, the Guinness Book of Gross Records. Huh? Some of that is just gross. The Guinness Book of Gross Records. They should have that. Some of that is nasty. I don't, I don't care who has the longest nose hair. I don't. I don't. That's just, that ain't, that's not necessary. I don't. I don't care who had the longest fingernail. That's gross. I don't care about who had the longest toenail. I mean, stop. Just clip them, please. Anyway. Anyway, that's what's happening to Nebuchadnezzar here. He's letting his fingernails grow. I mean, his hair is all mangy. Man, come on, man. Verse 34. Good morning, everybody. Uh, where are we at? 33. Uh, no, no, we are that. 34. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity was restored. Wow. Sometimes, look, trying to... Trying to run the world by yourself, trying to think you the, you all that, trying to you know pretend like you're the king of the world, that'll drive you crazy. Be, trying to be in control of everything, trying to run everything, trying to think everything depends on us, it will drive us crazy. The beginning of health and healing and wholeness is, is recognizing what? I'm not in control. I'm surrendering to God. Come on, recovery people. Y'all know this. Y'all live this out. Y'all model this for the rest of us. That the beginning of it, beginning of it is surrendering, is admitting that God's in control. I'm not in control. And when I try to control it, that's when I'm about ready to bust my face. Right? So at the end of the time, Nebuchadnezzar, I, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar speaking, Raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity, sanity was restored. Then I praised the God Most High. I honored and glorified Him who lives forever. Hmm. You know what? I was thinking, and I know that's trouble. You know, we. Um, I was thinking about the that phrase. You know, I mean, I'm in the pits. You know, I'm in I'm in the pits right now. Look, you know, I was thinking like there's a there's a parallel. It's gonna be a sermon one day. You know, when you if you watch uh, ra uh, car races, NASCAR. I'm not a big NASCAR fan or IndyCar, but I watch some. Um, but I know enough about IndyCar and and NASCAR and Formula One that you know the pits. No one wants to go to the pits. No one wants to go to a pit stop. Um, it's not because you because you're losing you're losing ground. I mean, let's just be honest. When you're in the pits, you're losing ground. Somebody's passing you. 
but it's in the pit stops that what repairs are done. Um, you get your tank topped off, you change your tires, you make some adjustments so that when you get back out there, you can compete. Nobody likes to be in the pits, but let, let, me, let, me, let me say sometimes when we're in the pits, that's where some adjustments are being ha are happening, man. That's where some adjustments are being made. It's in those pit stops. It's like, man, I'm in the pits. Well, I know it's not fun. I know you feel like things are moving on past you. I know you don't want to be there forever, but there might be some important adjustments, some uh, important uh, changes, modifications that God's doing to your heart and to your life so that when you get back out there, you're better and you're stronger. So sometimes you got to embrace the pits. So, so somebody might today, there's a word for you today. You're like, I'm in the pits. You, you might need to be in the pits. There's some stirring, some, some, some clarifying, some things going on in your life that God's trying to get your attention about, even if it's discontentment. Part of that is recognition that our contentment ultimately comes from God. So you got to embrace the pits. Uh, you got to embrace the pit stops. Nebuchadnezzar was in the pits, man. You talk about in the pits, he's crawling around like a wild animal, eating grass, letting his fingernails grow all funky, got his hair mangy, being in the Guinness Book of Gross Records. <laughs> He's in the pits, but look, look what happens at the end of that time. All right, come on. He's about to get back on the track. He's about to get back out the pits. I raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity was restored, and I praised the Lord Most High, I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the power of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand to say to him, what, do you, what have you done? At that time, my sanity was restored. You stop trying to control it, or you're going to find you got a little more sanity. Trying to control it is when it leads to insanity. At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of his for for the glory for for me for my kingdom, for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of Heaven, because everything He does is right, and all His ways are just. Yes. How do we know what justice and righteousness is? what God says and what God does. That's what's just and right. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Mm, yes, indeed. Those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Mm. Yeah. So embrace the pits, man. Sometimes being in the pits is a really, uh, is a good place. Not a fun place, but a good place. I've been there, man. I've been there. Been times I've been in the pits. Just bummed out. You know, bummed out, just kind of like uh, in a funk. But you know what? In the pits, you learn some things. You learn some things. Learn some things, and God can do a little modification, a little adjustment, a little attitude adjustment, a little perspective. Yeah. All right, First John chapter 4. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you guys on. John chapter 4, we're going to be reading uh, 4, 7 through 21. 4, 7 through 21. Let's do it. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Yeah. 
God's the one who teaches us what love is. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Who defines what love is? God. Love is not God. God is love. Love does not define who God is. Get this, guys. This is huge. Love does not define who God is. God, the God of the Bible, defines what love is. That's really important because our culture thinks God is God, love is everything. Love, 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 love. Uh, okay, but God is the one who defines what love is. We in our own human human sinful nature, we can't define what love is because we ain't we got a clue. We got a first clue. God defines what love is. God, because God is love. This is how God showed us his love among us. How did God show love? He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Wow. Wow. That's, man. How, what was the the the... the penultimate example of love that God sent his own son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Wow. That's what love is. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. If God can love your neighbor, so can you. <laughs> right? If God can love that rascal you work with, so can you. I know it's not easy. But you can. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him, and he is in us. He has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And so we know that. We know and rely on the love God has for us. What do, what do we what do we rely on? We rely on, rely on the, the 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 level and uh, quality of our love. No, we let, we rest and reside and place our hope in the love that God has for us, because this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us. God sets the standard for love. God shows us what real love is. That's why we walk in relationship with God. Because if we want to love others better, we do it when we're in relationship with God. God shows us what true love is. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, that we live, that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There's no fear in love. I love this. This is great right here. But perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears, it's not made perfect in love. So we don't walk around uh, terrified. We don't walk away, walk around in, in fear. Um, because perfect love, the perfect love of God in us, uh, affirms our reconciliation and our reconciliation, uh, our reconciliation and our justification with God. And so we know that we are. There's no condemnation because perfect love drives out fear. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Mm. Can't be claiming you love God then don't like people. 
For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us his command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Mm. So today we go out with a love for God, which means necessitates that we love others. Because if we don't love our brothers and sisters who we can see with our own with our own little eyes, with our own little blue, green, brown, hazel eyes, then how are we going to love God who we can't even see? The Bible says you can't. You can't. If you can't love other people, you're going to have a hard time loving God, loving God. But if you do love God, you will love people. Luke chapter 4, let's do it. 31 through 37, short, short passage here as we wrap up. Just uh, seven, eight short verses. Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys are on as we uh, journey through uh, Daniel and First John, now over in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. All right, verse 31 through 37. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What words these are! With authority and power, he gives orders to impure spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. The interesting parallel there, right, with the experience of Nebuchadnezzar, right? Nebuchadnezzar has this uh, uh, sort of goes insane. He's got this impure spirit that kind of leads him to the, the bottom. And uh, through surrender to God, he, he's restored. Very similar, right? Very similar or I should say there's a lot of similarities here with this, this person who is possessed by this impure spirit. And then Jesus delivers the man, removes the impure, impure spirit, um, and he's restored. He's built back up. He presumably rises and praises God. And people are, uh, are, are amazed. How is it that even impure spirits listen to him? And they still do, y'all. Jesus is still the, the king over the, the power of the air. He's a king over all. He's the king over impure spirits. He's the king over our minds and our hearts. Everything uh, in heaven and earth and under the earth bow to the name of Jesus. There's no name stronger than the name of Jesus. And sometimes the, the best prayer we can pray is just to say the name Jesus. Yeah. Help me, Jesus. Lord Jesus, guide me, direct me, lead me, save me, deliver me, lift me. Yeah. All right, you guys, you know what time it is. It's time to pray. So glad you guys are on. So thankful for the word of God. Amen. Man, such good stuff. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you love us, that you show us what love is. And uh, 
that the truest form of love is not how we love, but the truest form of love is how you love us. So thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to be an atonement for our sin. God, we pray that we would demonstrate that love towards others, that we would love other people that we see, people that we work with, people that we live in community with, people in our own household, in our own communities. Help us to be people, be people of love and grace. God, thank you that, uh, that you, you work all things, even those times we go into the pits of our life. And maybe there are some friends right now who are in the pits. They just feel emotionally discouraged. They may, maybe feel financially stressed. Maybe they're physically tired. Lord, I pray this, that this season in the pits would be a place where they um, learn, they grow, they mature, they develop, they improve because of the work of your Holy Spirit in them and in us. Lord, we all go through it. We've all been there. And uh, so, Lord, we need you in those moments especially. God, thank you that you are over all. And, um, Lord, that you humble, the, you humble the proud. And so, God, today we admit that we need you. We, we, we realize that everything we have is a gift from you. And nothing uh, was of our own making, but uh, was every good and perfect gift that's come from you. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends. I pray that you would guide them and direct them today. May you be a very present help to them each and every moment of this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you for being a part of the podcast prayer this morning. Take a moment and smash the like button, subscribe, share it. Um, those of you guys on the podcast, thanks for being a part of it today. We'll be back at it tomorrow um, as we continue through Daniel, 1 John, and the Gospel of Luke. Love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.